Welcome to Podcast One. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. This episode is brought to you by the Skinny Confidential Meal Plan. Okay, so for those of you who don't know, I have a meal plan. And basically, I just combined all my recipes and put them in one place. So you get this meal plan and there's tons of little ideas for snacks, some skinny hacks. We got breakfast, lunch, dinner, and of course we also have desserts. So this week I wanted to tell you about some of the desserts. The first dessert that I love in the plan is banana bread. And it's from my friend Lindsay and it's the most delicious banana bread, but it is so healthy. It has things like coconut milk in it and coconut oil bananas, chestnut flour. I also have almond cookies in there. So if you have a sweet tooth, you will be completely covered. These almond cookies are ones that Michael was trying to steal from me. Do you remember those? I did steal them. Yeah, you did. You were shoving them in your mouth. And then there's also green zucchini muffins. So if you're looking for a plan that has stuff for your sweet tooth, I got you covered. And the rest of the plan is super anti-inflammatory. So definitely check it out. And we are giving you guys 20% off for podcast listeners. All you have to do is enter the code him and her at checkout. So go to members.theskinnyconfidential.com and use checkout code him and her for 20% off. All right, with that, let's get the show started. The following program is a podcast1.com presentation. She's a lifestyle blogger extraordinaire. Fantastic. And he's a serial entrepreneur. A very smart cookie. And now Lauren Everts and Michael Bostic are bringing you along for the ride. Get ready for some major realness. Welcome to the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Coming in hot, coming in hard, coming in live. Here we are. Happy Tuesday. Coming in hard. I know, I, I, as I said it, I, I kind of thought like, oh shit, maybe I shouldn't have got, said hard. That's you know what? You guys know what I meant. All right. I meant I was coming in hard with the energy, not like hard as in okay. hard. You know? All right. All right. This Sunday, Michael was walking around, parading around at like seven in the morning because that's what people do on Sundays. They wake up at seven in the morning with his noise canceling headphones on, doing a Texas accent, walking around singing. So that's what I had to deal with all weekend. I mean. The early bird gets the worm. Not on a Is Sunday. Is that the saying? No, not on Sunday, Michael. So, hi guys. What's up? We are three weeks sober. We're back. We're rocking out. You know, we're coming in after after that last week with Kelly Be Well, or Kelly, Kelly Levesque. I got a lot of good information. And Be Well by Kelly. Be Well by Kelly. Sorry, Kelly. And... I have been firing up the smoothies. I've been eating well. I've been exercising. I'm a machine. Admit it. I'm okay, a machine. you're doing good. And he's also taking care of his skin, so that's a plus. So I'm feeling good, guys. I'm feeling good. A real bonus that you're taking care of your skin. I don't know what I would do with you if you didn't up that skincare routine. So yeah, we've been really focusing on health, diet, wellness this month. I have done no cheese. Well, that I lied. I did cheese once, but it made me sick. And then I've done barely any red meat and no alcohol, and it's going good. It's going good. I think we maybe didn't think through summer, the summer months, being sober through no, the whole I'm summer. No, I'm actually fine with it. I know, I'm fine with it too. But we are definitely getting um, called out a lot for being boring, which I guess we are right now. On Saturday, we're going to have our first drink, and I already know what I want. I want... A Tito's soda with four lemons and maybe a squeeze of grapefruit. Wait, I'm not drinking. Yeah. I thought we were going a whole month. We are. That's a whole month, Saturday. 
No, no, no. I meant like the whole month of July. Oh, well, you can you can stay on it. I'll be having my uh, Tito's soda and uh, a couple extra lemons with some grapefruit on Saturday. So you can drink your ginger ale in the corner. Sounds fun. All right. So, yeah, Kelly has really helped us kind of refocus and her fab what is it called? Her four, her fab four smoothie. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to the last episode. Basically it's a smoothie full of fat, protein, greens, and fiber, right? Yep. Yeah. And I've been crushing it with the so fiber. I've been doing ice, water, kale, microgreens, raw almond butter, raw coconut oil, and a scoop of peanut butter powder and protein. And it was nice to hear from Kelly because Lauren was really overdoing the fruit there for a while. Too many dates, too many berries, too many bananas. She was basically eating a sugar bomb every day and feeding it to me. So It wasn't a sugar bomb. I did like one date with a couple berries. Don't, don't go overboard. Listen, one date was enough. It was too, too overboard. <laughs> one date was too many. <laughs> it turns out that I knew a lot more about this stuff than I thought. No, Michael, you don't. I also had chia seeds to that smoothie too. That's the Chelsea Handler smoothie that I've been snapping about and putting on Instagram story. So we're going to go right into the him and her tip of the week because we have an exciting guest, Caitlin Bristow of The Bachelor and Bachelorette on, and we asked her some different questions. Well, full transparency here, guys. I don't know if you could tell or not tell from our past um, correspondences or our past interactions with each other throughout this podcast. But I am not so up to date with The Bachelor, Bachelorette. I know a lot about the premise of the show, and I know it's an amazing platform, and I know it's a huge media property. But in terms of the drama or the ongoings of the show, I'm really not probably the best person to ask about that. But what I was interested in, and I think what Lauren was interested in as well, in hearing from Caitlin, was to hear what goes into that show, hear the business aspects of it, hear the marketing aspects of it, hear what's real, what's not real, what the producers control, not control. That that uh, intrigued my um, curiosity, and I think Lauren's as well. So the interview is probably not such a typical interview when it comes to Bachelor, Bachelorette stuff. I think you guys could probably find that stuff in a million other places. This one's a little bit different, and, and we told Caitlin that, and I think she was excited to kind of get thrown some curveballs. So maybe- Make sure you guys listen until the end because I got her health secrets and beauty tips out of her at the very, very end. I threw it in there and she has some good advice on that. Caitlin is cool as fuck. I really was excited to interview her because she's a real girl and I really admire what she's done with her platform and her Instagram and I think she's done it in the right way. I think there's a lot of ways that you can lose yourself after The Bachelorette by you know, over promoting fit tummy tea or, you know, perfect smile or protein world. And I think Caitlin is a shining star example about someone who's done it right. So that's why I was really excited to interview Caitlin. And with that, we will jump right into the him and her tip of the week. Lauren, you'll go first. My tip is kind of continued with last week's theme. So I love pasta. I could eat pasta at every meal. I'm just obsessed. When I'm in Europe and there's no GMOs in that pasta, I pack it in. So I found something that's been really working for me that's full of protein. So if you guys follow me on Snapchat or Instagram, you know I love Trader Joe's red lentil 
pasta. It's one ingredient, lentil flour, that's it. So just basically lentils ground up and it's packed with protein. So go to Trader Joe's, get this pasta. It's no brand. It's just Trader Joe's. You can also get it at Whole Foods. I think the brand's called Tolerant that has it. And you want to make sure that you check the ingredients first. So there should only be one ingredient. Then what I do is I get Rayo's sauce, the spicy one, and I bring that home. And there's no added shit or chemicals in the one that I get. And then I get shredded Brussels sprouts from Trader Joe's. And they are insane because what you do with it is you put a little olive oil in your bowl and then you pack Brussels sprouts in that bowl. So you, I would say I put like a big bowl, I take olive oil, I coat the bowl, and then I put half Brussels sprouts in that bowl. And I like raw Brussels sprouts. You can cook them if you want, but I like it raw. Then I make my pasta. I probably do like a cup of lentil pasta and my sauce. And then I pour the pasta and the sauce over the Brussels sprouts. So what that does is it fills me up. I get my greens and I feel like I'm having way more pasta than I am. I would recommend doing this with any kind of pasta. It just makes it so it's like more robust. So the tip of the week is get some Brussels sprouts, add it to your pasta, make it seem like you're having more, feel full, and of course, add lots of lemon. All right, my tip's going in a different direction, literally. So it's, and it's a little bit vulnerable, you know. What I would say is I recently turned 30, and I noticed that I wasn't as, let's just say, aggressive, or what do you want to say? I think aggressive is a good word to start. And, and the reason so I started looking into it. When, you're, when a man's 30, and this is for the 500 men that listen. I'm going to say that my new numbers are 500. It used to be one or two men. I think I'm up to 500 men. Okay. For the 500 men listening or the women who are in relationships with men that are turning 30 or over 30. That need to manipulate their man. That need to give some good information to your man. Because I had to do some research. Is that when you turn 30, your testosterone levels start to drop. From 30 on, it's downhill, boys. Downhill. Literally and figuratively. Yes. So, but don't worry. Don't worry. I've found the ways to combat it. What I've realized is, you know, this is something that as you get older, you really need to be conscious of. And so the steps that I've taken to increase my aggression, what I'll say here, is one, you need to get into the gym a lot and you need to work out a lot, You need, specifically your legs and your lower body. You need to get moving, heavy weights, that's going to help. And then two, you really need to get your diet right. Get that going. Get some get some healthy fats, healthy vegetables. And what about then, maca that I roofie you with? Maca's good. I think that's just like a but that's just like a supplement. But then I think other things you can do on a daily basis. I know Lauren's gonna disagree with me here, but men that are listening, I think you need to hear this. Ten minutes of sunlight a day is a good thing for men and for testosterone. You need vitamin D and also vitamin D three supplements. So if you're thirty and you're starting to feel a little bit less than you used to Jump Let's on the say train. you're feeling a little limp. <laughs> yeah, no, not that. But this will help you boost your testosterone and get going, and then all will be well in your world. But don't let it slip, because if you just sit there and you let it dwindle away by the time you're 40, you're done. You don't want that to happen. I can agree that this has really been working for you. Yes. I'm back, baby. <laughs> you're back. <laughs> all right, you guys. With that, let's get into the interview with Caitlin. I am very excited for this. Make sure again you listen until the end for her beauty and health tips. 
Hey everyone, it's Caitlin Bristow. You can listen to my show, Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow, every Tuesday on Podcast One. Hear me take on taboo topics and unfiltered advice. I'll also be dishing with some amazing celebrities. Oh, and did I mention there'll be wine? So grab a glass and join me every Tuesday on PodcastOne.com, the new Podcast One app, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. This is the Skinny Confidential, him and her. Caitlin Bristow is a TV personality best known for her appearances on the hit show The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Have you guys heard of it? She was one of the contestants on the 19th season of The Bachelor and then went on to be the badass season 11 Bachelorette where she fell in love with her fiancé, Sean Booth. Caitlin started her career as a dance instructor and has since evolved into a TV personality and now podcaster. Her show, Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow, recently launched and it's killing it. Also, if you don't follow her on Snapchat, you guys should. She's as real as they come. As her Instagram bio says, I'm an acquired taste. If you don't like me, acquire some taste. Caitlin, with that, welcome to the Skinny Confidential. Wow, that was quite the intro. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> welcome to the show. Yeah, Michael likes yes. to say it like that. What well, a welcome. Yeah. First of all, for anyone who doesn't know you, I'm sure they all do, but just give a quick little intro of yourself. I, how can I top your intro you just gave me? <laughs> I feel like you said it all. <laughs> well, that's flattering. Just make something up. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I'll give you a little inside scoop. Uh, I don't know why they do this, but I wasn't actually a dance instructor before the show, but they labeled me as that on the show, and I'm not sure why. Really? So what were you? Uh, I was working, I trained like servers and bartenders and managed a restaurant and helped open them around Canada. I taught spin and I did lots of volunteer work, (laughs) but I mean, I danced my whole life. So maybe that's where they got it from. That's like the exact opposite of what we were told, but that's that's okay. Well, there you go. Well, that's still very interesting. I feel like the restaurant business really teaches you how to multitask. I agree. I'm a good multitasker. I just want to jump into it with you here. And in full transparency, I know there's a lot of people that listen to this and that are fans of yours that are huge Bachelor, Bachelorette fans. I mm-hmm. myself, I don't watch the show too often, but I'm, I'm very familiar with the concept. But I kind mm-hmm. of, you know, with this show, we, I kind of want to provide a different perspective and maybe throw some questions at you that maybe you haven't had on the, on the, you know, the normal interview circuit. Okay. So... You know, originally, I I wanted to ask, what was your original career goal and how did the show even come about? Um, You know what? My original, I, at one point, if you asked me, I would have said I wanted to be the GM of the restaurant that I was working at um, before going on the show. And when I went on the show, I feel like you didn't really know the possibilities of social media. So I didn't have a plan of going into the show being like, oh, I'm going to, you know, live the rest of my life as a career on Instagram And then being on the show, coming out after it, my career path obviously switched because I realized that you could, um, you know, build some sort of lifestyle off your off your platform. So speaking of your platform, now you have this incredible platform and this audience and there's people that are like ride or die fans of you. So do you have a business strategy that you plan to expand on? Is it Instagram? Is it a blog? I know you have your podcast. Like, tell us about kind of that strategy behind what you're doing right now. Honestly, my strategy is just being um, like real with everybody and and not just trying to pepper everybody's Instagram feed with ads. And 
I, I don't want to like just make a bunch of money right now off my Instagram. I want to kind of think of the longevity and work with brands that I only enjoy to work with and that I believe in. So I've been trying to do it in that way, which is hard to navigate because you do get so many offers thrown at you with, with uh, if you have a significant amount of following. And so I'm trying to um, make my brand just be like who I am and being real and also going into a podcast now. I just, I've been so passionate about it and I love the um, listeners and how loyal they are. And I feel like that's my new career goal is just blowing up my podcast. No, that's awesome. I mean, Lauren and I really enjoy doing the podcast. I think it's so different than any of the other social uh, media platforms. And yeah. like, it, it really is all about substance, which mm-hmm. I, and I want to talk to you about how that came about, but to, to kind of go back when you, how, how did the show come about? Like you're, you're in Canada at the time. Mm-hmm. And you just decide one day, hey, I want to go on TV or how does it work? For, for those that are listening and for my own curiosity, how do you make the decision to say, OK, I'm going to go on this nationally syndicated show? Yeah, I truly, truly did not believe I had a chance because half of being like, oh, I'm Canadian. I feel like they don't take Canadians or I didn't even know. And half just because I was like, that seems like a shot in the dark to go get on that big of a TV show. And I never had plans to go on a reality show Um, and so my girlfriend actually signed me up and she sent in all of my information and, and kind of was like the, she was the reason why I went on. Otherwise I probably wouldn't have done it all myself, but she just had this feeling and she told me, I feel like you're going to be on the show. I feel like you're going to come in third and they're going to make you the next bachelorette. And it's weird how, (laughs) how right she was. How does it come up that you're the next Bachelorette? Like, did you know right away that you were going to be the Bachelorette or was it something that transpired over time? Yeah, no, I had no idea. When I when I was on The Bachelor, I was so shocked when he sent me home. I did not see it coming. And I was legit heartbroken for maybe 48 hours <laughs> because you're in this bubble and you think you're so in love with this person because that's all you've known for the last 12 weeks and you don't talk to family or friends or anything. So um, after thinking I was heartbroken and then coming out of it and being like, okay, maybe I'm fine, I got a call from producers. And I just didn't think it would happen because um, a lot of people were like, I don't know, like talking and and there's rumors around saying that I was (laughs) not bachelorette material. I was not the girl next door. I'm not what they're usually looking for, like America's sweetheart. And that some guy said like, I'm, I don't know if you've heard of reality, Steve, but he spoils bachelor and bachelorette seasons. And he said like, there's no way Caitlin will be the bachelorette. She's way too out there. So yeah, I was kind of surprised when I got the call from producers and then I had to go in for like an interview with the creator of the show and then they pitted me against another woman and the guys had to decide who's the bachelorette on our season and it was kind of a, so this, I don't know. This like really makes me curious. So I know when people, when producers are telling you one thing and your friends are telling you another thing and you're kind of in the middle, what is the actual process of getting on any of these shows? Like if... If if I ever screw up and Lauren decides, you know what, I'm I'm going on the Bachelor or the Bachelorette. What is <laughs> No, what is, I'm going for the Bachelorette. I'm not going for she, the Bachelor. I want to be the Bachelorette. What are the steps she needs to take to get on and like what's that process look like? It's actually pretty crazy. Like they um I think you have to send it well again, my girlfriend did it all for me, which was so nice, but I know there was thirty five pages of paperwork that you have to fill out. Um they have to do like criminal record checks and um you have to send in I think like 20 photos of yourself and I think from that moment on they like when I when I um 
was going to go on the show, Brie, my girlfriend, had sent in everything for Juan Pablo's season, which wasn't even the season I got on, and then I didn't hear from them for a year. So they had kept me on file. So for my whole process, it was I sent in all the information. They kept me on file for a year. I heard from them a year later, and then I started going to L.A. I think three times I went to meet with producers and casting directors and talking to different people, and then you go in for your final audition, which is with the whole bachelor candle setup background and you're, it's just you and a producer in the room with a camera and that's your last audition. So what was the original, I mean, to get in the mindset of saying, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to put my life out there. I'm going to be on this, which essentially in the way I look and I could be wrong, like a, a competition, right? Um, oh, yeah. How do you like, what's, what's the reasoning in your life at the time to say, okay, I want to do this and I want to sign up for this competition. Like where, where were you at at that moment in time? Yeah, I had just, so I was in a relationship before that, and I had lived, I mean, everywhere. I lived in Winnipeg and Newfoundland and then Germany with this relationship, and I came out of it, and I for sure was not ready when my girlfriend had sent in all this um, information to them, and I basically took that year, knowing I wasn't going on the show, I thought there was no chance now, I took that year to kind of like just go do my own thing. I was um, helped open up a restaurant in this one part of Canada. I had kind of gotten my feet back on the ground and and gotten to a, po- a point in my life where I felt I was like ready to have thick skin and go on TV. And if they were going to take me, I was like, I could do this. And it was kind of just like an opportunity that you can't really turn down. But also, I just felt at a place in my life where I was like, why not? There is really nothing holding me back. Why did you want to go on TV? Did you want to go on TV because you wanted to have this platform? Did you want to go on to fall in love? Did you want to go on to be famous? Like, was there a reason behind wanting to go on TV? Um, It might have been a little combination of everything you just said. Um, Like, not necessarily. I wasn't like, I'm going to go on and be famous. I was like, I'm going to go on and I don't know what the heck is going to happen. Like, if I get a guy out of this and we fall in love, that's crazy and awesome and that's like what I obviously had been looking for in life. And um, also, but I, I didn't really understand the level of um, what like the platform could be. I didn't really understand that you could come out of it with, with a career on Instagram or what you could do with, with your platform. So I wasn't really thinking that, but I was more thinking of like I could build some sort of brand and take it from there and see what happens. But I didn't really have this whole like, plan no i mean from a strategic standpoint and from a marketing standpoint yeah it's one of the biggest platforms there is which is what initially intrigued my curiosity about this whole process when when you're on this show and it's you know and it's a competition and and especially on the bachelor there's a lot of women around and i know sometimes it's just my own experience viewing lauren it's when a lot of women get together and they're and they're all competing for the same thing it could get kind of vicious sometimes do you Actually, like at that time, are you actually caught up in, and are you actually into the guy or the people actually into him? Or is it more like we're all strategizing here to get to the end? Like how, yeah. how real is it? That's a good question because I don't even think you know how real it is in when you're on the show. I remember, you know, they, they pick guys who are obviously like visually <laughs> like pleasing and, and good personalities and, they pick guys for a reason. So when you go on the show, I feel like you're you're already a little bit, I don't, I don't know if brainwashed is a good word to use, but you're already thinking like, this guy's a dreamboat and, this, you know, he's perfect. And 
you go on and all of a sudden when there are more women in the room and you're competing for that one guy, I think you do, a part of you does want to win. Um, and so when you do have time with this person, you're in these romantic settings, you're being told he's, you know, God's gift to women basically. And, and you kind of fall for it. And I think some people really do fall for him. And I think some people are just in it to win it and, and get their following or whatever, because like, I know for a fact on my season, Whitney, who ended up being engaged to Chris, not anymore, but at the time she was so in love with him and she was there for him and she wouldn't have gone on unless it was this guy. And I think it just, there's a combination of, of girls being competitive and girls being in it for love. I think it's kind of a mix. So you never went into it thinking, oh, shit, what if this guy's a boner? <laughs> well, yeah, of course I did. <laughs> I would be really concerned that he would be a boner. Of course I was concerned about that. I was, I was like, and you don't know anything about them. All you know is what they portrayed on TV. And also that's like, I don't know, like they film you, I don't know how many hours a day, maybe 15. And that's seven days a week. And then they only air an hour every Monday. So you don't really know who this person is. And, and it's not like you really get to know them on the show because there's not a lot of time. So for, for myself and Sean, it was really funny because we'll both admit that we didn't even start dating until after the show. When we were engaged, we're like, hey, what's your phone number? Like, what's your mail name? Cool, let's do this. Do they get mad? Do, like, do the producers, when I say they, I guess the producers of the network, do they get mad when you say things like that? Because like, I know they want to portray this whole thing that this couple is extremely in love. But how, how long are you guys really shooting for? Is it like a month? Is it a few weeks? Is it What is it? Well, it's, it's so like people are, and they can be in love. Like I really did feel like I was in love with Sean during the show because you just get that feeling and, and I'm not saying it's not there. And so, but I, I do believe it's 12 or 13 weeks of, um, the show being filmed. I guess that's like 12 or 13 weeks longer than a lot of my relationships. So. <laughs> well, yeah, and it really is like dating on steroids. Like you do everything you go through, um, like you meet their families and you talk, like you don't just go on a few dates and like maybe do the whole like, oh, am I going to text him or is he going to text me? Like you dive into conversation about marriage and what you want in life and, and you kind of just get there in those 12 to 13 weeks. So it's efficient. I like efficiency. So do you yeah. ca- do you catch heat if you say something like, "Hey, we didn't really start dating till after," or is or are they okay with you saying that? I mean, I guess I've, you're I've, I've said that quite a few times, and I haven't heard any anything, so <laughs> I should be good. I'm really, really curious about the women. If yeah. I were to go on that show, I feel like I I can't handle like high school bullshit drama, and for some yeah. reason, it seems like there is more drama within the house than there is with the guy and the girl. How did you deal with, with cattiness? Yeah. You know what? I'm the exact same way. All of my girlfriends were like, how are you going to live in a house with a bunch of girls? Like that makes me want to blow my head off. Like when you yeah. said, I, I don't even know, like, I don't even know how I would go about that. No, there were times I wanted to blow my head off in that mansion. Like it's, it is really difficult, you know, and there, there are only a few small bathrooms and you're all getting ready and you're all like, emotional and you know girls with guys and but you know what I feel like the guys are just as bad as the girls with creating drama in the house and like that much testosterone or that much estrogen in one house like it's just it's bound to happen that that it's going to be dramatic and that's part of why the show is so good and why people keep watching but it was really difficult because my personality is just like I don't I always said like they could have made me look kind of bad because I was like a little bit chirpy with to the other girls and 
but I'd always be honest with them. So if they were annoying me, I wouldn't like go into the room and go do like an interview and talk about them behind their back. I'd be like, oh my gosh, you're driving me nuts and you're being ridiculous. And then I'd go into the room and say the exact same thing. So they always knew I was honest with them. I actually got along with almost all the girls except for, except for one. Okay. So except for the one that you didn't get along with, who are you actually friends with now? Um, so I'm still friends with Whitney and Becca and then I don't know if you know who I'm even talking about, but like Ashley, I who's on bachelor in paradise and, um, who else was on my Carly. I'm friends with like pretty much all of them that were in the top 10, I would say. Cause otherwise you don't really get to know those girls. We, we know about cause she's a very nice girl. Um, yes, very nice girl. She used to work at the hair salon. She, it's crazy. She's like really, really just crushing it. It's really cool to see. And she used to have this dog that our friends have now. Yeah, she used to have a little chihuahua. That's um, what. What? No, really? it's it's a long. That's a long story. This is pre Bachelor. She was always. I always used to go into the hair salon that she worked with and be like, "You are so pretty," and just stare at her. <laughs> but that's really cool that you actually made real girlfriends. That's nice to hear that it's not like some facade. It's like it sounds like you made real friends. No, yeah, you definitely make real friends out of it. So you and Sean, you're together now. And what's yeah. something that someone wouldn't know about your relationship that wasn't on television? Hmm. Probably that we like argue more than people would think. I know. I, that's what I tell everyone out there, our audience too. I'm like, everyone argues. If someone tells you they don't argue, that's very odd to me. Oh yeah, no, we argue. And I feel like, yeah, we don't, everyone sees what we put on Snapchat and social media. And if I podcast with him, but they obviously don't, we're not going to podcast and like Snapchat when we're fighting. So they don't see that. And I think a lot of people are surprised um, at that. But I think the same thing, it's normal and it's weird if you don't. That's an interesting theory. We could all just start doing episodes of our podcasts of our arguments. <laughs> yeah. Great. Michael. I've thought about it. I bet those ratings would go crazy. What's, what we fight about a lot is, um, one of the things, one of the things <laughs> is Michael's refusal to take his shoes off in the house. I know that sounds really stupid, but I just can't, I ask him so many times and he can't seem to do it. What's something stupid that you guys fight about that's like that? And what's a tip for someone that fights sometimes with their significant other? Like my tip is always, I say recovery, like you have to recover quick. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good call. We try and like diffuse the situation before it gets out of hand um, which we used to be terrible at because we're both strong personalities and we both are very stubborn and we're very similar, which doesn't work all the time. Um, but now like I, our main fights are definitely, we share one vehicle and because it started off as his, I feel like he feels like he has priority to take the vehicle, even though we share it and he won't tell me like his plans, but I'll tell him mine and he'll realize that I have like this to go to and he's like oh actually I have to go to the gym and I'm like really like <laughs> so that's what I feel like we fight the most over sharing a vehicle right now okay so for Christmas I have I have a, something you should do get okay. him a gift card to uber <laughs> that's, hey that's a good call yeah that's what I or would do or he could get me a car for Christmas uh, that's a gr- or <laughs> I'd love a, I'd love some car keys and a gift Sean the, the difficult thing for for us men is that even if we win an argument we lose yeah I don't get why you're no, like, you say so that true. okay so I want to talk about your confidence levels you are super confident I just did a post on the skinny confidential all about confidence and I think that the key to confidence is focusing on your own shit 
And I yeah. also feel like w- maintaining your independence when you're in a serious relationship is another way to really stay confident. What's something that you can give to the audience that's a trick that you do to have the most confidence ever? You know what? That's probably mine. I just had this conversation with my girlfriend the other day um, because when I was in my last relationship, I was totally living his life. He was a hockey player. Everything we did and everywhere we lived and everywhere we went was for his career. And being in somewhere like Germany, I couldn't work and I completely lost myself. And I had no confidence, like not even that long ago. It was a few years ago, like none. And the thing that got my confidence back was actually just going out and doing my own thing and making my own money and knowing that who I am is enough. And that led me into The Bachelor and The Bachelorette where I was in this mindset where I just didn't really care what other people thought about me. I knew that my own happiness came from myself and I really like, like, honed in on that fact that I knew all of my happiness came from myself. So going into bachelorette and finding somebody that was going to love me for who I was, I had to be 100% true to myself and know that I'm going to come out of this and I'm going to do things for myself and we're both going to live our own lives but be together because that's how I lost myself in my last relationship. So knowing that now I'm like, yeah, I'm living in Nashville, which is where Sean lived. That was my decision to come here and I've been like trying to take voice lessons and write music in Nashville and start my podcast and really like inspire other women through my social media and through my platform and do charity work and do things that make me feel good um, because that way I'll be happy in a relationship. I love it. I love it. The audience should be taking notes. Okay, with that, we're going to hop into some listener questions that we pulled from the Skinny Confidential, him and her podcast group, and I'll let Michael ask the first one. I don't know all the drama here, but I know there's, there's a lot going on. And so Alex asks, she says, I'm curious to know your thoughts on the latest DeMario and Corinne Bachelor in Paradise scandal. And I've, I've heard a little bit about this. We were just on a podcast where they were talking about it. They want to know your opinion on it. The lady gang ruined him with it. <laughs> oh, what, did, what did they talk about it? The Lady Gang, was it The Lady Gang or The Bitch Bible? No, it was Jackie Chanel. Oh, excuse me. The Bitch Bible talked about it, and she, she, Michael was trying to take notes and keep up, so we need to know what your opinion is. <laughs> it sucks because I don't know anything. Like, you know, you hear what, what you hear in the media, but nobody knows if, if that's true, and I feel like I won't ever know what the truth is because who knows who's telling the truth. So my opinion is from what it seems like from the outside is that moving forward now that they've done the investigations and that bachelor in paradise is back on the air just to me says that there is a little bit of like a situation where maybe she was embarrassed and she had a boyfriend at home and so she started making accusations and that's that's my opinion i don't know if that's true or not but that's just what it looks like from the outside Speaking of investigations, and this is not a listener question. I'm, I'm hijacking their questions again. How much, like, how much can you get away with on this show? Like, what are the, at what point does a producer step in and say, whoa, 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 too far? Like, what's too much? I'm, I'm not even sure. Um, I'm re- that's a good question. I don't even think I have the answer to that. What's the guy, Chris Harrison? Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison, get back to me on that one. <laughs> Yeah, that's a question for Chris. Okay, Sarah wants to know what your relationship with the show is now that you've spoken out about not being allowed to do Dancing with the Stars, and why weren't you allowed to do that show? 
Yeah, so basically, I feel like I had it kind of hard on my season. Um, I'm not sure really why. I don't, if, if I'm being honest, I'm not sure if the creator of the whole show ever wanted me to be the Bachelorette because I wasn't the typical, like, girl next door that they usually go for. Um, so... I'm not sure if that it's like a personal thing. I still don't know, but I do have great relationships with some of the producers. Um, and I think coming out of that show, um, I was offered to do Dancing with the Stars and the creator was the one who said no, um, which I obviously take personally, but also know that he said no to other bachelorettes. And that's why I spoke out because I didn't think it was fair um, how he treats men and women who come out of the show. I don't think it's fair. So he said yes to other men, but no to other bachelorettes. Right. That's not fair. So speaking again of producers, how much influencers do the producers actually have on who stays and who goes? Um, well, I mean, they're not going to make you send home a guy who you really care about, but also they're probably going to have a say in like somebody staying for good TV, knowing that, you know, they're not going to win. And, and all the guys or girls should know that that person's not going to win and, and that you're on a TV show that people watch for drama. So, so if <laughs> I somebody's mean, really entertaining, they'll, they'll kind of keep them around. Yeah, they'll, I mean, they won't force you to do anything, but they'll suggest it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Amy asks, have you felt pressure with your engagement in the public eye? What are the pros and what are the cons? Um, I feel like if I felt pressure, we'd be married by now. I love um, it. I love it. Take, take your time, girl. We took, we took like four and a half years. It's so fun to be a fiance. Yeah. It's so I fun. And, and we didn't get the whole phase where he's my boyfriend. We just jumped right into he's my fiance. So I feel like we're just, I mean, taking our time as any couple would that it's just weird because we have the title of being engaged. So people expect us to get married right away when we're like, actually, we just started dating like just two years ago. My biggest tip to everyone that reads my blog always is take your time. It is so much fun to just say the word fiance. There's no pressure on you. The second that you get married, everyone wants to know when you're having kids. Yeah, exactly. Like, every, everyone's different. If you want to take 20 years, take 20 years. Like, who cares? Yeah, we agree. And we do not feel the pressure. Well, I mean, we feel the pressure, but we don't let it get to us. That's good. So this is the final question, and she asks, from a business standpoint, how has the show changed your life? The Bachelor is a massive platform to get yourself in front of a large audience. Yeah. Again, I really did not know the power of social media going into the show. I knew that you could, like, you know, build a brand and you could have somewhat of a platform, but I didn't really understand what could come out of it and, and the longevity of it and, and things you could do to even not only make money, but make a difference. And so it has really changed. I mean, everything for me, just in a sense where now I can, you know, start a podcast and then put it on my social media and get all of my loyal followers to go listen. And that helps me from a career standpoint. So it's, it's basically changed my whole life. Okay. So before you go, tell us about your podcast, tell us where everyone can find you, give us your social handles, give us your spiel. Yeah. So all my social handles are pretty simple. It's just my name at Caitlin Bristow, unless it's um, Snapchat. Cause then my handle is at Snapbean, which is really random, but that's, that's what I went with. <laughs> and then my podcast is off the vine with Caitlin Bristow. I basically just wanted it to be a fun 45 minute show where people can just ignore what's going on in the world and just laugh for a solid amount of time. <laughs> 
And why of all the mediums, I mean, I'm, Lauren and I are obviously big fans of podcasts, but why of all the mediums and choices you have with, with different platforms did you decide on a podcast? You know, I don't know what, what it is, but for a very long time, even when I was younger, I wanted to go into radio or broadcasting or something like that. Um, and now I just feel like podcasting is such a fun space to be in that's growing and you know, I don't have to feel the pressure of TV and I could go hang out in my sweats with a glass of wine and just talk to people and laugh. Okay, before you go, I have to ask you one more question that just came in. Okay. I need to know your beauty secrets and your health and fitness secrets before you go. The audience will love this. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm kind of a crazy person when it comes to like my skincare routine. So um, basically... Now I feel like this is boring stuff. Is this really something people want to know this? Oh my God, people will love this. Okay. I'm dying to know. <laughs> okay, well, um, every single morning <laughs> I do moisturizer. I use vitamin C from, I don't even remember the name of the brand. Vitamin C on my face. I use, I moisturize probably three times a day. I drink so much water, even though I hate water, it makes me gag. I have to force myself to chug it because I do see a difference when I drink lots of water. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, wait. How do you hate water? It's like, is it? I hate it. You're, I think you're the I only person I've ever heard in my entire life. It's that's kind of annoying to drink. I agree. I don't know. There's just no flavor. It's boring. It just makes you pee every like 20 minutes. It's inconvenient. I don't know. Well, that is <laughs> I don't like... definitely a unique perspective on water. <laughs> But I do force myself to drink it. Um, and I don't know. I get so many facials and just like skincare routines done all the time. Hydrofacials I live by. What else do I do? I try and not wash my hair. Like, this is gross. But like, I'll wash it maybe twice a week. Oh, gross? I wash mine once a week. So you've beaten okay. me to that. No, I'm actually lying. It's once a week. I was just trying to be like, Sanitary. I don't know. <laughs> Sometimes it's yeah. every two weeks if I'm being honest. <laughs> That's why I like to rock hats. I feel like hat is a good beauty secret because you don't have to wash your hair all the time and it makes your hair better. Love it. Love it. Okay, and what's what's something health and fitness that you do because your body is rocking? Oh, thank you. See, usually Sean's the one that gets the compliments to the body, so I'll take it. Um, but you know what? We eat so healthy because Sean is a health nut. He's so knowledgeable when it comes to nutrition and he works with a dietitian. And so, like, Speaking of water making you gag, this is going to make you gag. We wake up and we eat like a um, measured amount of egg whites. We eat Ezekiel bread with a like, teaspoon of almond butter on it with half a banana. We eat like grilled chicken and veggies. We will have one day a week where we have a cheat meal. We'll just eat pizza or whatever. I'm kind of bad because I'm not as healthy as him. but And I also do um, boxing twice a week. I love it. Okay, guys, follow Caitlin on all her social platforms. Make sure you go listen to her podcast, Off the Vine with Caitlin Bristow. Thank you so much for being here. You were incredible, and we look forward to watch you on social media. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Okay, bye. All right, you guys, we're going to do something different today. I am going to send you my five beauty secrets in an email, all put together with pictures and everything, if you send me a screenshot that you rated and reviewed the podcast. So all you have to do is go to iTunes, rate and review, subscribe, screenshot it, 
send it to me at asklauren at theskinnyconfidential.com. That's asklauren at theskinnyconfidential.com. Remember, Lauren's with a Y, L-A-U-R-Y-N. Send me your review, and in your inbox the next day will be all my favorite beauty tips and tricks. And with that, we also want to thank you guys. Thank you, thank you for listening. We could not do this without you. You guys make our show every single week. Your questions are amazing. The secret Facebook group, you're all insane. If you like the show and has brought you any entertainment or value, please share it with a family member, a friend, the dog, the cat, the fish, anyone, so we can keep growing the show and the community. We will be back next week with another show. Thanks for listening to The Skinny Confidential, Him and Her, with Lauren Everts and Michael Bostick. Download new episodes every Tuesday at podcastone.com or subscribe now on the Podcast One app. Hi guys, it's Becca Tobin, Kelsey Knight, and Jack Vanek. And we are the Lady Gang, as in the Lady Gang podcast. And this summer we have something extra special, not just celebrity interviews, but we are helping you Lady Gang your life slash get your together. What do we have coming up, Kelsey? Hormone expert, nutrition expert, fitness expert, sex expert, dermatologists, people shooting up your faces with syringes, telling us what it's all about. It's all the important things you need to Lady Gang your life. Every Tuesday on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts.